Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the Amazing Truth Minute. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Thank you very much. Uh, Today's Truth Minute comes from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7. And it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Verse 11 goes on to say, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. We are in this world to love one another. And as we talk about the truth, um, as we bring uh, the truth to you, this is our show of love to everyone. And we encourage each one of us to love one another. This is the Truth Minute for today. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. There you have it. There you have it. Brothers, sisters, love one another. Let's show some love. Let's show some love. It is good to be back, Kenan. Yeah, it's good to it be back. It is, Colin. It's good to see you, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear your voice. Uh, <laughs> good to see you. You know, you know, after doing the live, we fumbled. We fumbled. <laughs> but but at least you had a haircut. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I so, had something to do with that. You had something to do with that. <laughs> who are you? I, we don't know who you are, I think you've already had the voice, the voice. Uh, <laughs> that is going to be here. She's, she, she stole our punchline. A punchline, but, but, but it's, it's okay. Right. It's okay. We'll come back. Thank you so much. I just want to begin by saying thank you, thank you, thank you so much for um, those of you who are able to tune in, you know, from uh, our first live session, you yeah. know, uh, shout out to uh, Victor. Thank you to Aizo. Thank you to, you know, Duncan, amazing three gentlemen who, you know, are are changing the narrative and yeah. we're excited about that. We're excited about that. So we want to continue with this conversation, but I just want to say to a couple of things and also Dr. Karen, you know, oh, yeah, thank Dr. you to Dr. Karen, Karen yeah. also yes. who was there from the uh, uh, professional perspective. I just want to say that um, tremendous feedback. Yeah. And, and, and what encourages me is that, let me ask Collins, what are you guys hearing first before we bring our guest today? What has stood out since the live? What have you had in a, in a, in a, in a yeah, second? Yeah, I think we should reflect on yeah, that. Yeah, reflect on that. Yeah, let's, let's, let's take a first few minutes to reflect about it. Well, I, uh, I, I see people who have suffered a lot in their life mm-hmm. and they've been so down, mm-hmm. but then they've bounced back. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And this is the theme that is coming through mm-hmm. and it gives hope. Mm-hmm. If there is anyone out there that is uh, suffering or that uh, feels like he's afraid of life, mm-hmm. there is a lot more to life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to life. Listen, Collins, whoever's listening to this, yeah, that theme you just said, they don't want to miss. They need to just sit down and listen because we're going to keep on building on that, right? Yeah. Kenan, what, for, for what, me, what stands out? For me, for me, what stood out is there's there's a willingness to share. Yes. The guests were willing to share. share. And yeah. what they were afraid of and what they were trying to 
uh, not have is being demonized mm-hmm. because of their stories. Yes, yes. So that's the willingness to share. And also Dr. Karen got yes. a very very different perspective that there is help out there. Yes. And we as 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 our people we need to learn to ask, ask for, for that help. So ask that was, for that, that help. beautiful. And I like anyways It's not about it's us. It's not about us. It's never <laughs> about us, right? So let me give my my two points and then we just dive into yes. the conversation today. Um one out of the out of the uh, live session we are studying a, a group, you know, yeah. for people who would like to be part of that group and just uh, meet once a month and just share what they're going through, you know, Victor, Izo and uh you know Duncan, they're going to be part of that 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 group. So if you're out there and you don't want to come here There's another spot for you now. There's another place for you yeah. just to come and have those conversations once a month more information coming. Number two, You all remember Duncan, right? Duncan was the and he's coming. He's coming mm-hmm. to this podcast soon. So I, I want I want to remind you all that uh, our friend Duncan if you go back and listen to his story, he's you know determined and is doing everything he can. He's he's getting his after being homeless for a while he's now getting his own place this yeah. weekend this man listen it's a graduation we are celebrating <laughs> I, think, man. i think it was this past friday it's no no this it's this past, coming friday is this oh, yeah, past friday yeah, it's yes. the first past friday it's the past friday, friday. the 19th this 19th, friday he yes. moved into his uh, but but but, but yeah. we promised we promised that yeah. we will help him settle into the house we'll help him get everything he yeah. needs in the house so anyone who wants to support that initiative that cause it's uh cash up uh azra KE dollar sign Ezra KE easy R A K E send us whatever you have and we'll, we'll keep you posted as yeah. how he's doing when when he comes he will share with us his story so yep. with that being done and said today we have a guest mm. it's nice to hear female it's voice it's nice to hear female voice <laughs> you know <laughs> it's nice so to hear this, female voice i'm so used to hearing this rough <laughs> voice exactly. of <laughs> <laughs> today it's nice to hear female voice so Our guest today introduce yourself tell us your name tell us why you're here why you're excited to be here because I know you are <laughs> and yeah. I can tell you are so tell us a little bit about yourself as we d- d- don't introduce yourselves we already know you yeah, yeah, so let's just yeah. jump to the guest <laughs> Sounds good hello hello everybody my name is Rahema uh, Morekezi I'm from Rwanda and I grew up in Zambia and a little bit of um Tanzania so okay. I'm Kenyan by association Nice and I'm here to speak about How I started a business mm-hmm. after I survived four suicide attempts, mm-hmm. a few drug use here and there, mm-hmm. mental health mm-hmm. and how you can just get over everything but still lead a a faithful good life. Mm-hmm. Man. Support. So what 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 she wants to get out of this someone to get out of this podcast is you can, can do, it do it and you can thrive like she's thriving. Yes, you can. Yep. All right. Well, that's like a good Obama preamble. Said, yes, punchline. You yeah. know, just punchline. <laughs> for suicide attempts that itself is a whole podcast that's a whole podcast that itself so again we are yeah, here we are here don't move and and we are it's brave of you to just even say that mm-hmm. and we are in here we're proud of you for yeah. agreeing to to to, to to share maybe we should start with the, let's share the business you yes. said that that haircut you are, that haircut you are, you are looking good yes that's why you, you met she, 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 she is responsible for that for the haircut for the haircut i'll tell you a story how how i, I met rehema yes. how, um so iso story again yes iso story has very many friends and uh-huh. there's this one friend joji mm-hmm. joji uh, you know Georges. has always has listened yes. joji has listened and he's is always supported uh-huh. so and then he i saw um their friends i think and he uh 
post, was promoting, post the, yeah, promoting the page. The business. So I, I needed a haircut for the live session. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So I, it looked good, by I, the way. Yeah, exactly. So I, I uh, reached out to Rema and that when we started talking, mm. uh, she, I thought about the podcast and she was ready and willing to share her story. She didn't even hesitate yes. to say she's ready and willing to share her story. So I want to big you up for that. That's that's, that's powerful. Cute. Tell Very us the courageous. name of the business. So there, the, she should be the one saying. Hello, hello. Yes. <laughs> the name of the business is called Rahama's Cut, and the reason why I chose this name was because I wanted people to ask me why I chose to name it that way. But it's also because when people sit in my chair, we get to talk about not just hair. We talk about mental health. We wow. talk about the realisticness of life. Mm-hmm. So when I do say that I started a business of haircutting, it's more than just haircutting. Mm-hmm. It's let's share ideas on how to seek help in our community mm-hmm. because most of us are shamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, oh, you didn't finish school. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of this and that. Let's take the shame away and go back to the fact that we're human beings mm-hmm. yes. and that when we stop to shame people, people will feel comfortable to seek help. Yeah, nice. And we won't have to hear about people committing suicide because there's something we can do and we yeah. can do better. So where can we find you? You can find me in Eden Prairie at the moment. Mm-hmm. I have a location that's opening on the 24th of next month and it's West End, St. Louis Park, mm-hmm. wonderful location. Mm-hmm. And I invite you to come out mm-hmm. because I also like to call myself a social butterfly, mm-hmm. even though I used to have a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But what I've come to find is that I tend to have people meet mm-hmm. through me because I am people. Mm-hmm. I am friends with a lot of different people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Maybe your Instagram handles, the social media handles. Oh, yes. Uh, so you can visit me at rahemascut.com. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram is called rahemascut, LLC. Mm-hmm. And my Facebook is also called rahemascut. But you can also go to my personal Facebook page, which is Rahema the Savage. Mm-hmm. And on that website, you can definitely ask me anything about how to seek help. Comfortably. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I want to go there get a haircut already. You need a haircut, Mo- my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you need a haircut <laughs> and a physical. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go there again. <laughs> but 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 um, I, I I like the fact that even the name has a meaning. Yeah, There's yeah. a purpose behind that, True. and it tells a story in itself. So and I easily connect because I have a sister who is called Rahema. <laughs> ah, it means mercy. Get on your home already. <laughs> I mean, calling already home. <laughs> Rahema. You know, wow, yeah. Rahema. That's nice. Awesome. Yeah. So Rahema. Yes. You you have a affiliation with many countries. So I do. You're born in Rwanda, raised in Zambia, lived Tanzania. in TZ, Kenyan by association. How did you end up in the US? <laughs> That's so, the part that we need to get to know. <laughs> in the US, I share that with a lot of Rwandese people. Uh-huh. As you know, you may not know, but there was a genocide in 1994. And at the time, I was about three and a half. Mm-hmm. So most of us had to escape to go to Uganda. And some people were fortunate enough to go to first world countries. But some of us stayed back. So we stayed back in the refugee camps for about, if I'm not mistaken, maybe five, six years. Mm-hmm. And during those times, being a young child, I would say that's where some of the trauma came from. Mm. And it would be naive to say that most Africans didn't get trauma from the things that we have experienced. Mm. So I think what we need to be realistic with, with ourselves is, where do I come from? Mm-hmm. And now where am I going? Mm-hmm. Do Are these things so different that I actually have to sit down and see if my mindset mm-hmm. is going to accept it? Or if I'm going to be so shocked that my mind will be so shocked that I have to, the anxiety, the little he and this, not being able to speak a language, 
cultural differences. Mm -hmm. So coming to America, of course, people were applying and then the American embassy would say yes or no. And luckily my family was approved. So we came to America in 2004. Mm-hmm. That was Boston. Okay. And in Boston, I was being bullied by a few boys. But weird enough, their father would call me Bonita, mm-hmm. which meant beautiful. Mm-hmm. So at that age, at 14... It was almost like, okay, so kids my age are bullying me, yet their father is hitting on me. And I don't understand the language so well. So then that's where my mother started to say, don't hang out with boys, do this and that. But that keeps you away from being social because I have four brothers. Mm. So I was comfortable around boys. Mm -hmm. But then you're telling me not to hang out with boys. Mm -hmm. So all of that just starts to make you shy but i don't think it's the good shy it's where like okay if i see if you see me talk to a boy you're going to assume something Mm -hmm. so let me not talk to a boy Mm -hmm. but i don't get along with girls because that little anxiety thing and with girls too i think they make us compare ourselves to each other in a weird way Mm -hmm. so so at what age did you so now rwanda refugee and then zambia at what age did you uh, What's the chronological the time? Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah, so in Zambia, we moved to Zambia in 2000. Mm-hmm. And around that time, I was about 10 years old. And at 12 is when I started to be pursued by like grown men. Because I feel like I, I grew up a little sooner mm-hmm. physically. But that's also an excuse that sometimes we tend to give certain men mm-hmm. to almost justify what they were doing. Right. And then, uh, so 2004 is when we came to America. 2005, we moved to Minnesota Mm -hmm. and then went to high school. High school, you meet a lot of Africans and that's where you tend, you get to realize that it's not just you. Mm -hmm. ESL classes where you learn English. Mm -hmm. Then you get to find out that, oh, I'm not the only one who doesn't know English. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of us. But that doesn't take away the fact that Mm -hmm. you're still that foreigner. People look at you, have Mm -hmm. an accent. Yeah. Yeah those weird questions that you get when you come from Africa, all of those things. But we all went through that. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes it's how we perceive things or how we, how we walk away. Are we offended by what that person asked or are we going to educate them and walk away feeling confident? Or am I going to feed in with the fact that, yes, I lived in the refugee camps, now I'm in America, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take away the fact, it doesn't take away from me being a person mm-hmm. just because of that. Yeah. So... Wow goes back to not being ashamed. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know. Wow. Here we are in Minnesota. She has dropped points. I'm telling you. Are you are you um I was seeing an identity identity crisis. I, I, identity I, I, I don't know. I, th- I think you came here as a, as 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 a as a teenager. Yes. All right. right. So so how is that phase right. of you, you know, j- you know, some some of us struggle just moving from Ramsey to Brooklyn Park, <laughs> <laughs> just identity <laughs> crisis. How was that phase for you as a teenager? Because it's not only just physical move, but also there's mental, there's social, there's yeah. all this. How was that for you being accepted, embraced? How was that for you? I feel like I later on tuned it out. So it almost became like, okay, I'm a teenager, yet I'm not able to have the... I mean, I had friends when I was uh, in Tanzania. Mm -hmm. But what used to happen was our father would tell us that the next day we're going to get on a bus and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So we never had the time to say bye to any friends. So then the trauma of two, like just up and leaving, Mm -hmm. that also stayed with us too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so constantly moving away 
but not having a foundation to be like, okay, I have that friend. Mm-hmm. Until I was 15, I hadn't known a friend for more than three years mm-hmm. because it was move, 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 move. Mm-hmm. But um, so it was it was it was hard for you to fight to form lasting lasting relationships. Yes, because it was like, well, we're gonna move again. Yeah. yeah, we will move again. Was that intentional for you not to form those relationships? I don't think it was intentional. It was just what I had grown up with. Right. So it was the norm. Right. Right. Okay. Right. But wow. at that age, at yeah. that age, you're still figuring yourself out. You're yeah. trying yes. to see where where are we gonna go. And for 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 you, it was countries. Yes, it wasn't it was states. It wasn't yes. cities. It was countries. countries yeah. Languages, different language, the language, different dressing, different weather. You yeah. <laughs> weather bipolar <laughs> weather for Minnesota. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And then yeah. also also you're growing. Uh-huh, you know, yeah. you're in that stage from yeah. childhood to you know a teenager. You yeah. know, so so there's a lot of changes happening in your life. Yeah. And and. She's female. She's, she's expound on that. I can expound. Yeah, let, let, let Rema expound. You, you are a male. You are a male. <laughs> yeah, I want you to explain. Rehema. Yes, Kenan, be careful on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so how I can explain that one is, as we all know in our African communities, mm-hmm. it is very emphasized that a lady needs to know how to cook, mm-hmm. how to maneuver, all of yeah, that. Yeah. Now, the woman that I am right now, I am very domestic, mm-hmm. but I am other things as well. Mm-hmm. But I choose to be those other things. Yes. So when I was growing up, other kids could stay after school, but I couldn't stay after school because I had to go home and cook for mm-hmm. the brothers and everybody. Mm-hmm. And also with that too, that's where the anxiety and the depression came in because I got so used to it. Mm-hmm. Home, go to cook, clean for your brothers. Brothers don't have to do the dishes, they're boys. I got used to it. But the day that I realized that it wasn't normal was when my cousin from Germany visited and I was in the kitchen cooking and then I was bringing everything and my brothers were sitting down. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin said, you work this girl too much. She -hmm. should come to Germany with me for a year. Mm. So when my father heard, I think it was my mother, they're like, oh no, she's a girl. She's used to it. But then we're in America where other girls were staying after school. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to go home and cook all. Didn't mean that I was the only one doing it. Mm-hmm. But hearing him, hearing him say that mm-hmm. made me look at myself out of myself and say, huh, you're actually not doing like kid things. Mm-hmm. These American tradition things. Mm-hmm. Even prom, I almost didn't go to prom. Mm-hmm. So you would think that that shouldn't affect me. Mm-hmm. But that's why I say that where we come from mm-hmm. and where we come into mm-hmm different society things prom is a tradition Mm -hmm. in america Mm -hmm. so as kids teenagers before you graduate high school that's like a thing for you Mm -hmm. so just things not lining up with um how we are being raised in our homes and our traditions and then now we're in a different country where we have to compromise yes but then our mothers might think that we're disrespecting them but it's like no i have to compromise with how you're raising me Mm -hmm. and how i'm going to school so, Rahima, if I hear you, you're talking about battling two cultures. Yes. There is the, the African culture of that is patriarchal and how things are done. Then, then there, there's a Western culture where, you know, um, it's capitalist in itself. It's you do your thing, take care of yourself and everything. So, at school, you're being someone else. But then at home, there's a different expectation. 
Does this sound familiar from other podcasts? Yeah, podcasts we've done comments. Yeah, it, yeah. it sounds very familiar, and it, it this is this is a sentiment that was brought up by Izo. Yes, yeah. I had it in Victor. Victor, mm-hmm. it's the same same experience. And what does that tell us about the culture of immigrants? What are they really wrestling? I think there's a deeper. Yeah, and I think Ezra, if there is a culture of if immigrants, there is, if there uh, is yes. one, I think we are the all these stories. I think all of them are. St- trying to find what that culture was mm-hmm. the parents are saying this is what it is mm-hmm. the kids think this is what it is at school mm-hmm. this is what so there's there isn't a defined um, immigrant culture, culture. it's I just think it's a transition yeah. Yeah. Transition, transition culture transition, sort of. transitional culture exactly transitional culture where yeah. you're, you're so used to living in a certain way and for her mm-hmm. um, I can see adverse childhood experiences yeah. which first she experienced genocide mm-hmm. okay yeah. so that affects her negatively mm-hmm. she has to move and it's a major move yeah. for us it's from brooklyn park to <laughs> ram but for her yeah. it is countries it's countries yes. moving from one country to the other mm-hmm. now when you go to the new country there is a language barrier mm-hmm. and that's a big one especially for kids yes you know and then from this country she doesn't stay in that country that long she moves to another country that's another so language barrier again <laughs> and she's and, yeah. and and you can rem- you can remember some of the experiences you went through and you can distinguish between the two countries i do because uh if i can i remember a situation in boston that's where we first came to yeah. and we lived in a mainly hispanic area mm-hmm. so because i mean in Zambia we were supposed to learn English but our teacher never spoke English so I didn't I know how so, to say hello so my wait, name So wait a minute your teacher was supposed to teach you English but she never <laughs> <laughs> Exactly we learned more Kinyanja than we did English yeah, unfortunately right. uh, So we come to America and of course they put you in those ESL classes yeah. So what I didn't know was I didn't know the difference between English and Spanish mm. So most of the students in my class they were Hispanic and yes. they would speak Spanish amongst themselves Yes Whew. So a little depression would come in. Mm. It would be like, "Oh, I'm the only one that doesn't speak English." So you're feeling like you can't speak English. Neither can you speak Spanish because But I don't even know it's Spanish. You didn't even know it was Spanish. Yeah, it's just like, "Why am I the <laughs> only one in this class and I can't speak Speaks. the language they're teaching yeah. yet they can?" Oh. But it was Spanish, it wasn't English. Oh, wow. So in a mind then like you said, di- uh language barriers. Mm-hmm. So if I even had known a little bit of English, mm-hmm. maybe I would have known that, "Wait, mm-hmm. that's not English. English, if yeah. I had heard Spanish. Yeah. But that went with that. And you're still trying to maneuver that. Maneuver that. Still, wow. Yes. You know, if there's any young person, uh, let me not, let me not, I'm not minimizing anyone, anyone's problems. No. But I, for sure, I didn't go what through, Rehama went through when I re- relocated, true. you know. So, uh, I mean, just being here, we want to celebrate you. We want to say yep. that, you know, you've, you've, this far, you've made it through all those. And I know your story is just getting started. At least, at least when you came, mm-hmm. you spoke English. I spoke which, English. Which you were forced are, to are speak sh- in high school. Are you sure? <laughs> 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 what up with, with you today? <laughs> you have issues, hey, with man. <laughs> I, I missed you guys, man. Well, I think we'll be, <laughs> we're not doing any other live. No. <laughs> this will be the case. Anyways, yeah. right. Emma, as you see, we always have tried to yeah, make it good. Laugh yeah. is good so, for so, the heart. So let me ask: mm-hmm. wh- When do you start knowing that y- y- you've been depressed? You've mentioned those. Mm-hmm. Walk us through that journey. How you get there now? How that's the, that day you hear your father, and it's like, hmm, yeah. where do you go from there? When was the first attempt, and 
what precipitated yeah. how did you get there oh, okay. so this comes down to that whole point of making sure that parents give their children the freedom to choose what they would like to do for school because when i was in high school first of all i was not a good student mm-hmm. now that i'm older i don't think i'm uh, unwise you know life teaches you things yes. but i wasn't good at school mm-hmm. so because i wasn't good at school that also made me feel somehow mm-hmm. because then it's like okay i'm coming here for eight hours a day mm-hmm. if i don't pass my classes what did i come here for mm-hmm. and first of all i can't even say i don't want to go mm-hmm. i have to go mm-hmm. so after i graduated high school i wanted to go to college mm-hmm. away from home mm-hmm. but certain family members felt that i was too young to go mm-hmm. so they didn't let me go mm-hmm. now because i didn't go but i really wanted to go so that i can get away from home mm-hmm. and learn something else mm-hmm something else Mm -hmm. but they said no so i went to community college Mm -hmm. but with that community college i chose business management Mm -hmm. because they wanted me to do nursing you know Mm -hmm. that's our famous (laughs) (laughs) a celebrity Uh, career (laughs) (laughs) so bless those who do it though if nursing was a person (laughs) it would be a celebrity (laughs) in our community So I um I go to school mm-hmm. but what I did was I disliked what I was doing so much so I didn't pay attention. I'm a very passionate person. I really am. And that's when I started to learn a little more about myself too. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it, I will tolerate it for a little bit. I'll compromise, but I won't do it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I would skip school mm-hmm. and I would go do dance. Mm-hmm. But my parents didn't know that, of course. It's just But when I was in high school too, nobody had ever came to school to look at my report cards. So in a way, school-wise, I was my own parent. Mm. If I failed the class, nobody knew. Nobody knew. So that also wow. caused me to not put any effort yes. into it. Mm-hmm. So a year into school, of course, I don't laugh at me. Mm-hmm. I went to North Hennepin for a year. <laughs> the only class I ever passed mm-hmm. was uh, a gym class. Congratulations for that. Thank We're you. not laughing. Three <laughs> credits. <laughs> so, but after that, my parents ended up going to Africa. And after that, I said, you know what? I respected my parents so much mm-hmm. that I almost worshipped them. Mm-hmm. But as I started to realize that I was being held back from me being my own person, expressing mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. it's not that I disrespected them, mm-hmm. but I started to look at them as human beings as well. Mm-hmm. So I also started to know the faults. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We tend to respect our parents, but we also realize that they're human beings. Mm-hmm. So respect them, but also understand that they may not know everything mm-hmm. about Very you. Yeah. They may not know everything for you, mm-hmm. what's best for you. Mm-hmm. So once they left, I enrolled myself into beauty school. Beauty school, it was supposed to be nine months. Mm-hmm. Reggae Fest was there. That's when I had started to go out partying. Yeah. I met wonderful Kenyan people that we would hang out and I got into the drinking. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was that I was going out because I had been closed in for so long, mm-hmm. even expressing myself. I never used to smile. Mm. And you start to almost feel like a brick mm. that's just sitting there, yet you know that your mind wants to express itself. Mm-hmm. So then everybody becomes not an enemy per se, but you want to have fun so much mm-hmm. to almost make up for the lack of you feeling like you can make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. But me making that decision to go to beauty school, that was for me. Because mm-hmm. as you can see now, mm-hmm. it is that very same 
degree diploma that I've used mm-hmm. to start this business. Okay. And that's why it all comes back to say, mm-hmm. let your children choose something that mm-hmm. they're passionate about mm-hmm. so that even if they may go something, even if they may go through something like this, mm-hmm. hair cutting was always there for me. Mm-hmm. I would go into hospitals mm-hmm. for a month, two months, mm-hmm. and I would come out. Finding a job was easy because I had the license. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I got behind that chair Mm -hmm. and that person came in and sat down and I said, how are you doing today? Mm -hmm. And they say, I am well, but I lost my job today. I am well, but they tell me something. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I was happy that other people were going through something. Mm -hmm. But you guys, there's a way that when you hear someone go through something that is a little worse than what you're going through, Mm kind of makes you say, take a step back. Mm -hmm. Yeah breathe and realize that maybe things aren't that bad yeah. but with mental health i couldn't keep that flow going so i had to remind myself i had to find reasons to remind myself all the time but going to beauty school is a decision that i will forever be proud of myself for making yeah. if anybody feels like i disrespected them because mm-hmm. i chose to go to beauty school mm-hmm. i salute you but i do not apologize mm-hmm. because passion Mm -hmm. i may not make the most money and that's the thing i've slept in a car when i had a job Mm -hmm. but it's because i didn't want to be at a house where mm, i wasn't comfortable not because i'm uncomfortable but sometimes as a grown person when you feel like you're a burden Mm -hmm. you just would rather sit on the highway Mm -hmm. than have you be a problem to somebody Mm -hmm. so me being a lady I've slept in a car where I've had undercover police officers come to me thinking that I'm a prostitute Mm -hmm. and flash money, Mm -hmm. but I would just drive away and find the next parking place to drive. Mm -hmm. Rahema. Sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. You you don't need to apologize. Don't, don't. I I think we need to take a break here. Yeah. But uh, 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 as as we go for this break, a couple of things. One is you've mentioned your parents a lot. And, and, you know, experience and stuff. That's the word I was going to ask. You understand that these, do you, in your opinion, was these, they, because they're also transitioning. They also come into a foreign country. Yes. They also don't know, even English, maybe if you don't know, for them to go and check your grades. They probably, I'm assuming that. So, so do you, do you think you, you still have a, I don't know how to ask this question, but you get is that, is that the struggle was, they were struggling too in their own way that it affected you. Yes. And it is now that I've come to understand my parents and not just my own parents, but mm-hmm. those of other Africans who have come to, like who have come here. Like mm-hmm. you say, we all transitioned. Mm-hmm. First of all, a younger mind will learn a language faster than an older mind mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our parents have used, have been used to those traditions for how long? Mm-hmm. So as a teenager though, that's something you don't think about. Mm-hmm. You just say, oh, my life sucks. Why are you doing this to me? What? But you don't think about how your mother and father are working overnight mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. so that you and your siblings can eat. Mm-hmm. But that's the beautiful thing about growing older and wiser. Mm-hmm. Now that I sit here, I do remember back where, let's say my father goes to work mm-hmm. and he speaks a word in English mm-hmm. and somebody disrespects him. Mm-hmm. That hurts him more than it hurts me. Mm-hmm. And it hurts me more than it hurts me if somebody says, oh, you spoke English wrongly. Mm-hmm. So those are things that we as kids also mm-hmm. do need to 
keep in mind. Mm -hmm, sure. So it's almost like the kids and the parents have to be patient with each other so we can all transition mm -hmm. yeah. awesome. correctly. Awesome. Let's go for that. Break. Let's go for that. Break. When we come back, we want to dive a little bit more on now the your lowest points, mm -hmm. lowest points in your life. And we'll also, we'll also revisit like your relationship with your parents. And I want you to tell that young person who's having a, a struggle with relating to their parents, yeah. just what do you have for them? But when you when, do that when you come back. So Ezra, as we are on this break, um, again, we want to remind uh, folks to uh, the the fund we have for Duncan. Yes. So just uh, go to Cash Up and support us. And uh, thank you for subscribing and following us on the podcast. We really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if, you're, if you have a story to share, you want to share, please reach out to us, amazingtruthpodcast.gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Amazing Truth Podcast, Instagram, Amazing Truth Podcast, and everywhere what's up everything is over there yes um uh for the support for duncan it's uh, cash up at ezra e-z-r-a-k-e -E. uh so far thank you for those who have poured their hearts yeah. out really really do appreciate our brother is already in his own in his new apartment mm -hmm. uh but uh we want to make him settled in well yeah. Uh, yeah so and for those of you are wondering why Stay tuned because he will be here to oh, tell yeah. us how that went, right? Oh, yeah, yeah right. And those who don't have cash up, you can bring cash. Can bring cash. Um, yeah, anywhere you meet AZ. Collins, yeah. If you have a reach out to Facebook or to us, email us if you want to. You don't have the means to give that yeah. support. Yeah. We'll find a way. Yes. Find a way. And also remember the once a month group. Yes. We that's have a once uh, a month group. Dennis, wow. uh, Duncan. Victor. Iso and Victor will be part of the pilot group yes. for this one. We'll give you more details as we go. Yep. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at The Amazing Truth Podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Wow, Ezra. Yes. Kenan, mm -hmm. this, this is an, a different podcast. Listen, man. Listen, Collins, man. Man. <sighs> How you we're feeling? Learning, we're learning a lot of things. We're learning a lot of things. Thanks, uh, listeners. Uh, those who are still taking their drinks, take them quickly and settle down. Yes. Because we are about to hit... 60 miles per hour. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. He tells you how fast Collins drives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say 90. 90. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good citizen. No, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Citizen, right? <laughs> He's very careful. <laughs> I be, strive to be like Collins. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. Always. Always. Uh, yes. All right. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, Rahema. Thank uh, you. How thank you feeling? You. I feel good. Thanks feel good. for having me again. I All really right. appreciate yep. that. All right. So where did we leave Collins? You know, man, uh, Rahema was 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 telling us about 
her struggles and how um she had a uh, there was a misunderstanding between her and her parents mm-hmm. and she's realizing it mm-hmm. now as a as a grown up so we were going t- towards the first uh first attempt yes yeah. Uh, what happened and that's that's the journey we are on mm-hmm. right now yep. awesome in case you missed the first part that's why you need to go back and listen because Collins yeah. is just giving a high level high level, high level spill right yep. but, yep. but Rehema you you ended the last part talking about you know you're talk to a young person who's having a hard time yeah. with their parents okay. mm-hmm. so what I would say is this your parents love you mm. in our communities our parents don't usually verbally say they love us mm. But that's where we have to not compare ourselves to different cultures so much and mm-hmm. really realize where we do come from. Mm-hmm. And our parents say they love us by providing food, shelter, mm-hmm. and I think we've seen those memes. Yeah. But to a certain degree they really are true. Mm-hmm. So also realizing that you are in a different society, it's okay mm-hmm. to sit your parents down and talk to them. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be scared of our parents anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a thing that we used to have in Africa where like a parent couldn't sit down with their child and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But let's not fear each other. Let's mm-hmm. talk to each other. Very true. They're your parents. What what's the worst they can do? Strangle you? That's illegal in America. So talk it's to illegal. them. It's, it's illegal talk everywhere. To them. It's illegal everywhere. Sorry about that. It's illegal everywhere. It should be illegal everywhere. So just talk to them. And yeah, yeah. but I also think that from a parent's view, mm-hmm. I think certain parents want their kids to be so perfect. Mm-hmm. So when they ner- notice certain things about their children that they didn't like or that they don't like mm-hmm. then they shame them mm-hmm. but when you shame a child mm-hmm. why would i come to talk to you about something when you're just going to say ah mm-hmm. why did you do that mm-hmm. why weren't you thinking mm-hmm. so i think it all comes down to let's be patient with each other mm-hmm. yeah. they're your children but be patient with them they're also people yeah Yeah. That's true. You know I was telling someone that I I think parents need before people get married before people get children they, we need classes. Yes. Yes. Bringing up brains <laughs> is risky business, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's why I feel honored when people let me cut their hair because the head houses the brains. It is an honor. Remember you connect everything to the head. The <laughs> <laughs> mind. Exactly. Ah. This is nice. Can they say Achilles ni nywele? Achilles ni nywele. Achilles ni nywele. Achilles ni please. You went to school in India. Anyways, let's come back here. Yeah. Uh, so Rahema, how do you now this relationship your parents have gone back home you you i, I had you mention that you slept in your car and you know undercover cops will come and try to walk us the journey how does that journey pro- progress to a point to become depressed to a point where you're thinking uh, you're commi- you're thinking you're actually attempting suicide mm-hmm. yeah so the first time i personally didn't even know that i was trying to commit suicide because i didn't know what suicide was at the moment mm-hmm. so i had left my parents home at this time they had came back but they were living with us with our brothers mm-hmm. and i had left home and i was living with a few friends mm-hmm. but at this point at this time i had graduated beauty school mm-hmm. but what i had to do was go do the test so that i can get my license and work in a salon mm-hmm. but i got distracted with the partying mm-hmm. but that's where sometimes i come to think that some things are just supposed to happen mm-hmm. so i got was living with some friends partying almost every day drinking and i try to keep a job here and there mm-hmm. But the looking at what me and my family have been through, mm-hmm. 
and not being close to them, mm -hmm. yet being with those friends and drinking day in and day out, mm -hmm. the depression was growing so much, but also it was the fact that I was away from my family, mm -hmm. but I was also ashamed at the fact that if they found out what I was doing, mm -hmm. they wouldn't be proud. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, it's okay for me to take a drink and not be judged by my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was the way that it was going. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because sometimes we tend to meet people who are not good influences, mm -hmm. but they say you don't always learn from good things. Sometimes you learn from the bad. So I just happened to date a man who was into drugs. Mm -hmm. And those drugs were um, K2 and weed. Mm -hmm. So... At that time, because I started to drink when I was 21, mm -hmm. and I believe I started to smoke weed 23 and a half-ish. Mm -hmm. So it was later. Mm -hmm. And that's what I came to realize that if anybody ever tried to blame my mental health on drugs, mm. they would be wrong. Mm. Because those things started before. Mm. And at a certain point, I wanted to be addicted to something mm. so that I can have something to blame it on. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I, you're, you're saying a very pregnant point now. I'm pregnant. I had to throw very in a very pregnant <laughs> point. <laughs> we in know there. what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because it's similar to what Izo was saying. Is that and, and Victor, there were some underlying issues before yes. actually they get into the substance abuse. Yes. And so I, I just want to reinforce that you're actually building on what we've been yeah, hearing right. yes. throughout the whole thing. And, and for you, uh, well, you had. You had these struggles mentally. You mm -hmm. had these struggles. So for for substances, and correct me if I'm wrong, for substances, it was a way for you to numb, mm. numb that the pain, pain or even get get away from it. Yeah. You know, or what, Some what form was of it? Hopelessness. Yeah. For me, because my family couldn't see that I wasn't okay, mm -hmm. or people couldn't see that I wasn't okay, because if Rahema was smiling, having fun, mm -hmm. then it meant that I was okay, but mm -hmm. I wasn't okay. okay. So the drugs was almost like. If my family knows how I am naturally, wow. let me do these drugs. Mm -hmm. If you see me act differently, then maybe you would say, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, now, so you are crying oh, for attention. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, not it's attention. not really attention. That's, it's mm -hmm. almost like I'm telling you, I know. Mm -hmm. So if you say that you know me, right? Mm -hmm. You should know that something is off. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying there. So, but if you can't see it, mm -hmm. let me try to have you see that something is off because I've told you, but mm -hmm. you don't believe me. Now mm -hmm. what's left? Mm -hmm. Let me show you. Mm -hmm. right. So the first time I tried to commit suicide, I took a lot of, uh, what is it? What's that pill that makes you sleep? It's for allergies. I think we'll not say it. So yeah, we don't want to okay, encourage. Sorry, yeah, yeah. We, we don't, don't want have to say. To, yeah, sorry exactly. about that. Yeah, yeah. No so, but there is my mind was I just want to sleep. Mm -hmm. It was not. I didn't know what suicide was. Yeah, this no was problem. 2013. Mm -hmm. But before I had texted her, she was in Iowa. I texted her and my sister and my father. And, and who's I, her? Who's her? Kezi, my friend. <laughs> friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was pointing. <laughs> Kezi, my friend. We're not live. No, but yeah, she she brought a support sub, yes. support, support friend yes. for us. Yeah. yeah. So and then, hmm, where were we? So Kezi, so so, my so you, you you wanted to sleep? You yeah. Know what yeah. So was. I texted them. But this is shortly after I had argued with that ex-boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It was very toxic mm -hmm. because he was drunk, high, this, that, just mm -hmm. not wanting to live that normal life that Brahemo was trying to be forced into. Mm -hmm. So he left him and, and sadly, it was another person who passed away not too long ago. We were hanging out. So he leaves and then I, I was left in that apartment by myself. 
And I thought to myself, I said, what is life? Mm. But then again, it's not that I didn't want to exist. And that's why when they first asked me, I said, no, I wasn't trying to kill myself because I didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But they had to pump my stomach at the hospital. Mm. So after that, my family, I think my family noticed that, oh, okay, maybe there is an issue. But once again, it wasn't to cry for help. Mm. There's a where you, you get tired to explain yourself. Mm. And then you're just like, let me just suffer this by myself. Mm-hmm. So after that, life kind of went back to normal, but not really. And the second time. What's normal? What, when, when you yeah. say life. What is your normal? Yeah, what, is it? what is normal? What do you mean by normal? To me, normal life meant that I woke up mm-hmm. and I was happy at the fact that I was up. Mm. Because for a while I would wake up And if I opened my eyes and I saw that I saw something, mm-hmm. I would get sad mm-hmm. because it meant that I was alive. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I wanted to be blind. I just didn't want to feel like I didn't want to see because you feel empty, invi- mm-hmm. inv- invisible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. because you're surrounded by so many people, yet you feel that way, it takes away a lot of trust because mm-hmm. it makes no sense. It's like, how can I be surrounded by so many people yet feel this way? Mm-hmm. But that's where it all comes down to. It's all in your mind, mm-hmm. but it's all in your mind, but you need help. At this point, do you know uh, that you have all these issues? Have you tried to seek any help or anybody pointed you to that direction? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Because even at the hospital, they kept asking if i had if i had any like issues and i said no mm. i was just tipsy no mm. i just wanted to sleep no mm. so so sorry Emma, sorry to take you back no, it's okay uh, how i don't want you to be so graphic with the whole c- scenario but but just walk us through that moment how were you found in the in the in the room how did you end up in the hospital you know what was that situation how did the family how did you react when you woke up just first just just walk us paint us a little bit into that into that journey of yours that day and if you're comfortable we don't want to oh yes yeah. definitely comfortable mm-hmm. um so after i sent kezi the text message mm-hmm. i went to the balcony mm-hmm. and i threw my phone out mm-hmm. and i went and laid down mm-hmm I don't know how long I laid down for, but the next thing I noticed was my dad mm. waking me up. Mm. And at this point, I was still at my friend's house. I was on her bed. Mm-hmm. So I noticed my dad. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, he was, yeah, he was crying. He was like, Rahema, wake up. Mm. Because I had texted my sister. So my sister texted my, they, she called my family that mm. lived closer to mm-hmm. the house that I was. Mm. So my dad came and then he woke me up. But before he got there, they said that he had called the police. Mm-hmm. So they took me into the ambulance and then when I got to the hospital I was out of it and by the time I woke up my whole family was there and then they told me that they had to pump my stomach. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy is that I wish they would have kept me there. Mm-hmm. Cuz then it would have prevented a lot of things that happened. Mm-hmm. But then that's where you go back and say some things are meant to happen when mm-hmm. they happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after that we went back to normal life but they didn't touch on it again mm-hmm. so you so, never had this con- go ahead, go ahead. so then you, you say you wanted your parents to to hear you or so that's this this was you, uh, you know, saying okay i've been telling you these things but now i want you to, so now did they hear you no they didn't hear me and um that's where sometimes i sit down and i wonder if everybody has some type of trauma that we don't mm. notice that other people mm. have trauma mm-hmm. 
So it's like I, we so traumatic that we don't see that people have a sickness. Mm. And at this point, was there any, edu- you know, because they probably did not know what mental health looked like. No, they didn't. Like. True. Yeah. Very so, true. And it could be it's lack of education, a knowledge of what mental health looks like. I'm not, not making excuses. Stigma. Yeah. There's a stigma mm-hmm. that comes with mental. Yes. With mental health. Yeah. Um, when someone is said to have a mental illness, mm-hmm. there's a way in which we Africans look mm-hmm. at this person. At this yeah. person. So my thinking is, even the parents, yeah. you wish or you hope nobody in you, yeah, around circles. you, mm-hmm. in your circle has, has that. Uh, yes. Quick question. Mm-hmm. What message did you send to your sister yeah. Yeah. to make her call, call someone close to mm-hmm. you to come to get you. Yeah. I believe I said I love you. You may never see me again. I'm going to sleep. Wow. wow. Now, I know these we've had stories in the past here in Minnesota where um people who are struggling have sent those messages, mm-hmm. you know, on Facebook. And um, so what, I know you, how should someone re- respond to that? Um, I would say don't take it as a joke. Okay. And I would love to give an example with something that just happened not too long ago. I won't say names, but later yes. on I am going to start saying names because people, I, I've come to realize that if you don't know that you need help, mm-hmm. maybe if I know that you need help, then let me do something about it. Let me not just let you keep going because you mm-hmm. don't know. So I was in Colorado. At the, this is before I came back here because I just returned to Minnesota not too long ago. And I saw a status from this woman. We were not close. But what she said was, I don't want to be alive anymore. And life is so this and this. But this has happened a few times to where I actually go and reach out to see if people can check on this person. So I did the same thing with this person. But later on, it came back to me that she was just drunk. Mm-hmm. But I said, don't take it as just that. Mm-hmm. Very true. Don't because some of us are hiding mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. substance cloak. abuse. Yeah. yeah. But it's really not that. Yeah. There are deeper issues. There are deeper issues. Man. Keep going, Rama. There are deeper issues. So seeing that I was around people who loved how energetic I was yet they weren't able to see the sickness that i had mm-hmm. but even too i grew to be able to hide it because then i didn't want to explain myself to people but that kills you faster yeah. mm-hmm. even faster wow rahma so that we continue connecting these dots your parents your siblings throughout the journey in from rwanda to tanzania to zambia to uganda tanzania you know moving in Do you I think you mentioned that they too might have had their form of of trauma. I truly believe you they truly did. believe. Yes. Uh, well now when you look back what would you tell them if if mm. if you've not had that conversation with them? Hmm. And you don't have to. 
you know but i'm just thinking because you all went the same journey you're probably mm-hmm. in the same bus probably in the same train probably in the same a, a flight right yes. you land yeah. here but you're dealing with some issues but they're probably dealing with their them is only that they're manifesting them differently yeah. yes. so we cannot see and assume that these young people who are going through this maybe even in their own household that's why it's being missed there yes True. because they could be need for help mm-hmm. Now, again that's your family don't want yeah. to get there but you know so use your yeah, discretion and then also how did they handle it mm-hmm. how do they navigate the same environment yeah. you're, you're sharing this environment with your brothers and your sisters mm-hmm. you have your own experience you have the same parents you probably go to the same school mm-hmm. and how how differently do all of you handle this um transitions these transitions i would say they handled it i have an older brother who i follow who had a little similar issue mm-hmm. and as a family we never noticed it but like i said we didn't know what it was yes so with them i would say being that i was much younger than them but sometimes i could see things that weren't normal but there's certain things that i couldn't fully understand but i also believe that they probably had their time in zambia mm-hmm. Because it's the whole thing of the teenage years. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That time of becoming a young woman, a young man, just mm-hmm. that little section. Mm-hmm. So I think they handled it a little bit better, but also maybe they didn't have the right time or the right space because when you come to America and you're able to get a job, mm-hmm. go get a job and mm-hmm. go to school. Mm-hmm. So that's what my siblings did. Mm-hmm. But us as young kids, we just went to school mm-hmm. and I did the dishes I cooked. That was my only thing. Mm-hmm. But they also had to pay the bill. So mm-hmm. maybe they, they didn't even have yeah. Those maybe those were their dishes. Yeah. Those are struggles. Exactly. So, yes. But talk to your parents. What what do you want to say to them? If my parents I love them dearly. First of all, I do not know how they raised six children and managed to get us all through whatever they did. And now that I am 30 years old, I know that by the time my mother was 30, she had a few children. But thinking how I don't I don't think I have responsibilities I say because I mean I have bills. Mm-hmm. But let's think of our parents who have kids multiple kids before they even 25 sometimes the yeah. responsibility they have. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I can look at myself and see where I am as the person that I am mm-hmm. it makes me happy that my parents were able to raise me mm-hmm. but also the fact that they did what they could do as parents to provide yeah, for their very children true. Mm-hmm. Very true. and that's why as you young kids who are so mad at your parents mm-hmm. please sit down and see what your parents are doing for you mm-hmm. sometimes we feel entitled that our parents should do this for us because they gave birth to us mm-hmm. but we shouldn't be because how many parents leave their children and just go do their thing so my parents i understand them I forgive them for not I won't say I forgive them for not understanding me but I would forgive them for not taking the time to try to understand me mm-hmm. but also the two suicide attempts that happened mm-hmm. I made sure they happened away from my family mm-hmm. because if my family had seen me in that state mm-hmm. I think I would have traumatized them mm-hmm. but I feel like because I had known how sick I was for as long as I did mm-hmm. so knowing that I was just getting worse mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting any help mm-hmm. so I was like you know what let me just detach myself from everybody mm-hmm. and some things that happened to me in California I'm happy they didn't happen to me here mm-hmm. in Minnesota where I know people wow yes 
McKinnon. Yes, I think Collins. we yeah, let's let's have a final because we, we have a lot to talk about. And it's it's sad that we can we can fit it in one episode. No. no. We can fit it in one episode. So Rahema, when you come back for part <laughs> I'll be two. Back. For part two, <laughs> we we want you to go take us through uh the the subsequent uh, suicide attempts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, still focus on your low moments, but we want we don't want to dwell on on, yeah, your, on your low moments. Yeah. So once mm-hmm. we get uh, and not minimizing, once we focus on that and give it the attention it deserves, mm-hmm. we want you now to do the tell us the come up. Mm-hmm. Oh now, yes, we we want to focus on that. We want to focus on your come up, yeah. how that looked like, the treatment process if you went through any, but then where are you now? So that that will be part two. But before that, I'll let you give us a minute, final word, a minute, and then this gentleman will do that, and then we'll finish part one. Go ahead. Beautiful. Well, thank you again for inviting me. And I mean this when I say this. Let's try to be more patient with ourselves. Mm. We do not need to suffer the way we're suffering. Mm. We do not need to stress the way we're stressing. And maybe I'm saying this because I've overcame that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes maybe some people might say, well, I don't get stressed like that. But let's be nice to each other. Mm -hmm. Let's not help each other because we want something from each other, mm. but rather say, you are my fellow. First of all, we talk about the African community. Mm-hmm. So let's come together as an African community. Mm-hmm. I'm not Kenyan. Mm-hmm. But if I told you how many Kenyans I've had to text somebody else to check on them mm. to see if they're okay, mm-hmm. I can't even count. Mm-hmm. But that's why I say, let's look at less of like where we come from and look like let's help human. each other. Mm-hmm. We're human. So thank you for listening and thank you for inviting me over next time again. It's not it's not goodbye. It's, it's not, not goodbye. goodbye. Don't say goodbye. Oh, say see goodbye. you. No, see you later. See you goodbye. Next one is coming. <laughs> I know. Yes. Ezra, I will let you go first I know. this time. So that I keep it short. <laughs> <laughs> they say these, they say that it takes the right minds to implement human rights. And oh, I, I think like at that. the heart of that is that if you don't see a person for who they are, you're likely going to miss the opportunity to help them out. Yes. Don't see skin, don't see gender, don't see height, don't see color, see a human being, and then let your heart, and I believe if you believe in a higher being, guide you through how to help whoever is out there, who you are, the answer to their cry. Yes. How do you <laughs> come back, do you <laughs> come back from <laughs> that? Mic drop. <laughs> Go ahead, Collins. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, I'll go back to our truth minute for today. Yeah. Love. Yes. Love one another. And this is this is the message she has been exactly emphasizing here. Mm-hmm. Let us love one another. Check on that person. Yes. Check on our friends. Mm-hmm. Check so that to make sure that all of us are fine. Yes. You know, um, life is like a flower. Mm-hmm. There's a song that used to say that today it's there, mm-hmm. tomorrow it's not there. Yeah. Uh, we are better together. So let us love one another. Mine is just to the parents. Mm-hmm. Parents, if your kids are could be saying something, mm-hmm. they could be trying to communicate a very deep deep issue that they're going through. Mm-hmm. So give that give them that opportunity, listen to them. Mm-hmm. And for the parents too, if they are, if you are going through something, mm-hmm. it is okay also to ask for help mm-hmm. as parents. It, mm-hmm. It's not going to hurt your ego. It's mm-hmm. not going to hurt your your st- standing in the community, but it'll help you and help your kids. Exactly. That was this episode. We thank you, and we will see you on the next one. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.